Simon. We're going to give this a shot again. How's this yeah, sound? This better? Sounds really good. Yeah, technology is great when it works, but it's all good. So. Yeah, I'm I'm not the I'm not the guru on this stuff. This is your your wheelhouse, but I'm trying. <laughs> I'm I'm learning. I learn. I'm learning from some of the tricks you've taught me, and yeah. it's uh, yeah, being a promoter in today's world is uh is different. So I'm trying. To, I've learned learned a lot from from you, Jason. A couple of times you've helped me, and and uh, you know we're promoting a lot of races out here at 300 Raceway here in Farley, and um, we did acquire a pulling sled. So yeah, so I was like pretty pretty excited about that. So yeah, so the reason we got the sled is because uh, we're gonna put out we're gonna be putting out a schedule here sooner and later probably, and we're gonna try to have an event every month. Nice plan for twenty one. Um, you know everything from antiques to to the big boys like we had the champions tour. You know we we're yep. we're wanting to put all kinds of different events and in Farley we have the facility to do it. Um, there's racing weekly so why can't we have monthly tractor pulling and stuff like that and you know at one facility you know just simple things and we're still going to have you know two to three big events a year but then we're just gonna that'll be our our big national events we're going to try to have a couple of them and then we're going to also come out you know with our what we call like our weekly and and uh our smaller things kind of like you tried to do or you you know did in richland center and Yep. And we're successful with and, and kind of to that level, some sort, just it's just going to be pulling and strictly pulling. And uh, we got the sled now and, you know, we're great friends with the Bauer family and uh, they were here at our pull and and uh, we were talking to them, just kind of BS them back and forth. And I don't know how we started talking about a sled, but we were like, she, we just need our own sled. And then we we could have events and, you know, we could still you could still bring one sled and if we had two tracks or whatnot and he's like, well, I got one and one thing led to another. And next thing you know, we, we acquired a sled. So I like it. So if you haven't figured it out yet, everybody, I'm talking to RJ Simon from Farley, Iowa and on let's grow pulling our podcast. So with the COVID thing this year, RJ, the, the podcasts are getting real popular now okay. with everybody. You know, if you're farming, you're trucking, you can just listen to a nice audio podcast. We still do our Facebook lives. Yep. On Monday nights, but like I'm driving home from Madison right now, and this gives me a chance to talk to you. It records it. Yep. We get it out on we get it out on iTunes. We get it out on Spotify. Yep. You know, we get thousands of listeners, and this is just another avenue. Yep. That we have as pullers, as promoters, as an arsenal to you know to advertise our events and and promote the great sport that you you and I both grew up in. You know. Yep. Um, you grew up at the national level. I grew up at the state level, following my dad around, but. Yep. Still the same same mechanics of uh, put on a good show and have a good time. Um, what is your first pulling memory of your father, of the legendary oh. Roger Simon? There's so many of them. I don't know if I can remember. I mean, it just it goes back so far to, you know, I was always the uh, he he took me everywhere with him since I was, you know, in my, you know, nine ten years old. I went to every pole with him. I wouldn't leave the rig, leave the house. I'd I, unless I was with him. And, uh, you know, when I was 14, I, he let me start driving. And that, that first year me driving a two wheeler, I was in the hunt for, um, the ATPA title on the national level there. I was pretty excited about that. And then I actually had a rear end go out and, uh, I drove the truck out of bounds two nights in a row the same way. And my father was just so mad. I went out of bounds so upset with me because I was, uh, we were, it was that clo- close of a points race 
and I was like, dad, I was on the break. No, you weren't. And, and it was a, it was a bad deal, but he jumped in it. I remember he walked up to Mike Chestina, I think at the time and said, I'm pulling that at the end of the class. He's like, what? And like, didn't ask, just told him. And he hooked at the end of the class just to see if he, I was right. And he drove it right out of bounds too. So it was, uh, he wasn't, uh, he was always a force to be reckoned with on the polling world. And that's why it's, it's really tough for us to keep pulling without him, but we're keeping his memory alive. The sled's got some, it's, um, you know, I'll get some more pictures out here and, and, uh, to you, Jason, I mean, it's, there's a lot of memory, the whole side's full of pictures of him and him pulling. And, uh, that's kind of the avenue we went with for the, for the design and the showboat comes from my father. A lot of people don't know years ago, he had his own association, him and Don Buckoats and Randy Morrison. Do you remember that? I don't. Well, years ago, they were they had their own little association. They pulled out in the Uni Dome and stuff like that. Years, I mean, this is way before my time, and uh, and uh, they had a sled of their own at the time that they called the Showboat. So we had pictures of it and everything. So we lettered it up, called the Showboat because that was his old one. And on the side, it says, "You pulled the rest. Now you pulled the best." Which we put the same thing on the weight box. It says that, and then it has a little Bauer, nice. Bauer built logo right behind it. But uh, we're pretty excited about that. We're uh, we're getting we're gonna get well. Your facility, your facility is you know a second to none. Because from a from a puller perspective, you know we roll in with vehicles costing hundreds of thousands of dollars and toters. Yep. And like, I was never able to provide that at Richland Center at our fairgrounds. But like, to come into a, you know a place that's basically even if it rains a little bit, it's not going to be the end of the world. You're not going to be sitting in a sippy right. hole. And um, and I think, and I'm not picking on anybody that has a sippy hole when it rains because I have a sippy hole in Richland Center. But from from a from like a Champions Tour level or a Grand National level or like a big outlaw yep. pool, if we're bringing in this kind of iron, the, the facility I feel needs to support it as well. Yep. You know what I mean? Almost be prepared for about anything, and that's what I'm most impressed with about your facility. You know, I you know I helped announce and kind of helped you promote that brush pole yep. you had a couple of years ago, and just. You know, so proud of you that you guys did that did that this year. And I, I I bought the live stream both nights. I had a bunch of work going on. But tell me the tell me the feeling, tell me the goosebumps. What was it like to see that place full of people on a Friday night? And Friday nights are so hard to fill up, RJ. That's when I knew yeah. you had it. To me, when you I can mean, fill a place up on a Friday night, I mean, there were people sitting before the started line. You know, it yeah, was awesome. Yeah, yeah, we were we were definitely excited. I mean, we had a great crowd. I mean, obviously um, you know, next year we're going to have more seating and, uh, you know, I just about ordered, got some, um, portable bleachers in for, for, uh, Friday or for Saturday night, but I didn't cause I, I thought, well, that's a next year project, but yeah, we learned a lot. I mean, you, you have these events, you learn it was, it, I was excited. It's just until you promote a poll, I know Jason knows, I know, but give the promoter the slack. I mean, if it is, if there is a sippy hole yep. or if there is a problem, don't don't go getting down his throat too many pullers sometimes you see him getting upset or or mad or the track ain't perfect nine times out of ten it's not because the guy doesn't care it's because he worked his ass off all month or year even sometimes i mean for sure like for me you know i didn't hardly sleep for the week before or the week you know week of so it's like you know the work that it goes into it is is a lot so give them a break 
give them advice, but you know, too much negative advice puts a guy down too. You know, that's, that's the other thing, you know, it's all right to say, Oh, you know, you need, you know, Hey, if there's a way we could do this, that'd be great. But it's another thing to be like, well, this is stupid how you did this. You know, that's just be nice to the promoter. They, you know, I, I don't know how to say, explain that JC kind of know where I'm coming from, but you know, constructive criticism is okay, but rude criticism is just, just that it's rude. You know? Well, at the end of the day, even though you filled that place up, I guarantee you still didn't make a lot of money if you broke even. Yeah. I don't I don't care. That's exactly it. You, you're, right on the, you're but, right on the head. We broke even, but that doesn't even include, you yep. know, we hauled over 300 loads of clay out of a hay field that I had to pay for. We had, we spent over 150000 just to haul that pulling track into this place. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yep. But listen, that pulling track is going to be there for years and years to come. And we're, I mean, a lot of pullers – that came up to me and shook my hand. The amount of people that I had at Wheatland, I went, you know, went to Wheatland there a couple weeks ago to pull the last point hook with the two wheelers and the amount of pullers that came up to me and even fans or anyone or crew members and thanked me for the pull and people that weren't even there that were like, man, I, I, next year, I hope we can get there. I've heard nothing but good things about your pull. That, that would that yep. gives me more warm feelings than it does to see the crowd full because it's just you know the fans are happy they're getting to see pulling and and stuff like that but for the pullers to be happy and for them to you know I had one puller sent me a snapchat and just like hey look at my tires I had rehook one night I pulled three times and my tires look like brand new as a mini rod guy and usually a mini rod guy they have to cut them every pass and this guy ran three passes yep. and he wasn't sure if he was going to have to even touch him up. So that was impressive to me because that right there shows you, Hey, look at the, all that was worth it because that guy didn't tear up his stuff and they had a good track to pull on. It took good power. And <clears throat> that's what my father was always big on. He's like, we didn't spend the money to, to build this, you know, just like you, Jason, I know you spend money on dinos and, you know, try to get as much power as we can. Every 10 horse or five horse or, or even more is, is so crucial in this world. But then you go to a track where it's like, whoa, how do I take a 200 horse back out of it? That's kind of a buzzkill. Like, really? I just spent, you know, thousands of thousands of dollars yeah. on this new turbo that was supposed to be the greatest thing in the world. And my old turbo would have done just fine. And, yep. No, I agree 100%. And the fact that you brought, championship level pulling to the state of Iowa. I mean, you got your Rockwells, you got your Rock Valleys. And to me, that's about it from a championship level. And like, I try not to read yep. comments too much on social media, RJ. That's like one nope, thing that too. you don't I do. Don't. I mean, just because there people are either jealous of you or they agree with you. And for like for every one person that loves what you do or loves what I do or loves what somebody else, there's another, there's another guy or gal that just thinks you're the, the, wor the worst thing that ever happened to the sport of truck and tractor pulling. So yeah, I don't read I a lot agree. of comments. I just do what I feel is best. And then I move, but I was reading a lot of comments for your poll because I just wanted to see what the psyche yep. was of this gigantic champions tour pull. And one of the comments was, it was, it was a guy I know from central Iowa. I was like, well, I'm not going to go spend 25 bucks. I literally, I had the guy on my phone and I called him and said, and I'm not picking on ECI. I love ECI. But that's what they're used yeah. to, Eastern Iowa. And I said, you are not going to an ECI pull. You're going to NASCAR level, NHRA level, exactly. truck and tractor pulling. So I said, 
when you do the math, you're going to spend $5 an hour or $6 an hour to enjoy that show. And he went Friday night and had a blast. And he yeah, thanked I mean, for and that's just it. You know, I had, so, I had somebody tell me the exact same thing. Um, actually, I was, I was, you know, part of promoting. Jason knows I was out handing out flyers, you know, months before. I was out posting them around, you know, wearing, wearing my mask, going into gas stations, pinning up flyers. And uh, so I'm, I'm, as I'm going around, I was in Dubuque, and this guy goes, and this has been a week before, or two weeks before it, and uh, goes, $25 to see some tractors pull? And I was, it said the same thing. And I said, hey, just so you know, last week we had a Lucas Oil race here, and people packed this place, packed our place, paid 35 to come in and watch racing. So I'm just trying to get pulling to that. I'm not trying to take any more. I, I'd love to let every fan in for free if I could. I really would. Uh, but yep. people don't realize there's a lot of racing, and I touched this with with the Lucas Oil people, you know, in uh, in the pulling world. See, racing is paid for like the purse is basically almost always paid for by your back game because you have an entry fee and everybody buys a pit pass. Everybody. So every all, racer, all the racers, every in racer, every pass? driver, every crew member, everyone pays a. Usually, it's anywhere from twenty five to forty five dollars for a pit pass. So, else Simon, you'd have to take out a loan to bring all you to pay for all right. your people. But what, I'm, what I'm getting back to is <laughs> in pulling. Yeah. What I'm saying is, so like in racing, when they all show up, you know that 75 percent of your purse is going to be paid for by the back gate. So as long as you got good car counts, you you can kind of breathe easy. We're in pulling. It ain't that way. You know, it's. The, the sanctioning body gets the entry fee, and usually that sanctioning body gives away four to six passes for every vehicle. So you get basically no yep. pit pass money and zero entry money. So, and that's just something that was started way before our time. And pullers, us as pullers, don't realize how good we got it. But um, what, I, what I've been trying to say and, and get out there is, I think that's what's bringing us from going to the next level on as far as a payment plan. You know, that's why you see a 10 or 20,000 to win race, but you don't see that in pulling because there's got to be a way that the promoter doesn't have to, uh, pardon my French, but but swing the whole nut, I call it. The promoter shouldn't have to take that chance 100% of it. If if he knows he's going to get, if I know I'm going to get 20 limited pros, I know if, if every one of them brings four pit guys, you know, him and three pit guys, four people, and I get four pit passes, and plus I get a $250 entry fee or whatever you say, then you can put a $5,000 to win. And that's kind of how we did that brush pull, and we yeah. got a lot of kickback for it. Remember two years ago, we charged so much for every yeah, I do. vehicle to come because it was non-sanctioned with anyone, and then we charged everybody a pit pass. And there was people yep. dogging us left and right. But that's how I guaranteed that, and that's how I only charged 10 or 12 bucks to get into the stands or whatever it was because you got it in the back gate. But until we can figure out a way for the puller, because the fan can't pay anymore. 25 bucks is about max, you know, give or take. You know what I mean? If yep. you had, but if we can get the pullers on board, my goal is, and it was my father's goal, is to get the pullers to chip in 500 to two grand depending on how big a purse 
and have huge money. I'm, you know, kind of like Wagglers did last weekend, but I don't know what they did for an entry or how that all worked, but it's hard to put that money out. Yep. I'll edit this. I'll edit this back together. That's fine. So what I love that you're saying is basically you were saying it's hard to put that big purse out there. If you know that you're clipping it all from your gate, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, you just, it's hard to, to expect everything to come from the promoter and it's hard for the promoter to worry about, is he going to get enough fans to, to be able to, uh, you know, pay for it, pay for it. Yeah. I mean, it it might work, but it might not, you know, he might end up losing, losing $50,000 if he tried doing it. But, you know, if I knew that I was going and I know Jason probably the same way, if you know, you're going to pull for even 10,000, $20,000 to win, I'm telling you, and it's bad to, you know, no one likes to see anyone break shit, but I'm telling you, you will see people hanging all out there. Yep. I mean, it, you know, no one wants to break anything. You know, I'm not saying I want to see a bunch of people blow up, but I'm just, just saying, you know, you know, like me, my shit, I know I'd put a couple more degrees of timing to it, or I'd, you know, I'd make sure that I'm going to, I'm either going to, what do I say? you know some blow and some go type of thing you know yep if but. she goes she goes she blows she blows now you're on you're on to something with this and i know a lot because of your name a lot of people are going to listen to this podcast and i hope what happens rj is we get some people talking about it because i'm all for paying a couple hundred bucks for an entry fee or to get all my guys and gals in if i know that you know it's a big purse and i will tell you right now we tried this in richland center in the past but i tried it with and again I'm probably going to sound like a pompous ass, but like four wheel drive open stock trucks and different things like that. I was charging them a hundred dollars to hook, but it was a thousand bucks to win or then 800 for second and 600 for third. And I was only taking 10 or 15 trucks. I think if you really get that word out there, RJ, and spread that around, I think this is something that could really, could really grow. I really do. RJ? Oh, my God. Why are we struggling so bad? Well, I continue to struggle with RJ here. I'm not sure what's going on with technology. Earlier, we got a call. I'm using Anchor FM. It's an app that's recording for um, podcasts, and it's supposed to knock everything out like that. But what RJ's talking about is basically they own the Farley Raceway there in Farley, Iowa. And they have their racers come in and the racers pay 30, 40, 50 bucks at the back gate. It's almost like demo derbies a little bit. And you see some big purses like that where everybody pays to get in. And that's how they're able to, to compete for some of the bigger funds. And I think I definitely think he's onto something a little bit. So what I'll try to do is get RJ back on the phone here and complete this podcast. But I really want to talk to him about his dad a little bit more. Talk to him about, you know, next year for pulling what they got planned. They bought a, they bought a sled from Bowers. Um, and, you know, just talk about their. So sorry for all the mix-ups there, everybody. I don't know what's going on with the technology. I'm using Anchor FM. It's a free app that we use to record the podcast. And maybe I need to look into um, something a little more secure or sturdy or, um, I don't know, doesn't maybe require so much technology with a good Internet signal or a cell phone signal. I try to take advantage of my time in the car. Everybody's so busy these days. RJ was out hauling corn when we called. When I called him earlier today, say, hey, I got an hour drive home from Madison tonight. Let's uh, let's talk. So anyway, what he was getting into basically is that they have bought another pulling sled. 
they bought their own polling slate, basically. Not basically, they have. And they their plan is to have at least one event a month at Farley, Iowa, at the Speedway next year. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm sure there'll be, you know, some national-level stuff, and I'm sure they'll have an ECI hook, and they'll have some antiques. And I mean, what you could do with, like, diesel trucks in western Iowa, eastern Iowa, southwest Wisconsin, there's there's a lot, a lot, a lot of possibility there for people to really enjoy good, the good sports of truck and tractor pulling. So I will get down to Farley, and I'll sit down with RJ, and we'll record a podcast right on his computer so we don't have any interruptions. We'll talk more about his dad, uh, what he meant to the sport of pulling, love him or hate him, he was a, he was a legend and uh, and brought a lot to the sport. And whenever you saw Simon Says or Simon's Trucking or Every time I see Simon's truck on the road, I think of RJ and Brandon and his dad. And I never knew Roger well, never talked to him a lot, but I became friends with RJ over the years. He's brought, you know, brought equipment to Richland Center for us and made some test passes. I remember when they first got the light, the light modifieds out, he came up and pulled Brad and the Terminator sled like 390 feet. It was awesome, and he let out of it. So excited to finish that up with him. Uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, Ryan Rusnick and I are really trying hard to – to do relevant topics to the sport, um, what's going on. You know, we're trying to get old Tim Kane. He won uh, the big Wagler shootout yesterday at Wagler Motorsports Park in Lyons, Indiana, the $10,000 first-place prize. So excited for him for that. Um, just just uh, uploaded a podcast with Clint and Connor Metting, the father-son pulling team, pro stocks out of the great state of Texas. And uh, the most popular podcast to date still is Logan Thomas, decision maker sleds talked about sled safety talked about sleds after that accident out there in pennsylvania so still a lot of pulling left to go on in october uh i'm sneaking down to uh diesels in dark corners november 6th and 7th white plains georgia with my friend doug borth and big ryan rusnick and um trying to promote the big the big mini rods coming down there your, your grand national your champions tour level mini rods Bob Peters, who owns Mach 1 Site Development, uh, is a sponsor of that event. I believe he has rented the sled from Richard Love to come down, as well as he's sponsoring the Pro Stock Semi-Truck class, as well as all the mini-rod classes. And we're trying to get um, – he basically, we tapped him out uh, of sponsorship funds, which is easy to do, and we want to try to get that purse even bigger to um, have more big minis out there because they bring in the highest level of diesel truck pulling with the super stock diesel trucks and it truly is a destination trucks from all over honestly the country head to diesels in dark corners november 6th and 7th so again i apologize for the crappy technology because rj was on a roll earlier i'll try to splice this together the best i can but he uh rj simon is a good dude and uh some of you love him some of you think probably whatever but he's a good dude cares about the sport of pulling and he's got some good ideas on how to raise these uh, raise these purses up so shout out to him and his entire family and all the people that support the, our great sport the promoters the pullers the fans we appreciate you have a great night